listener, I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. I cannot wait to get started sharing these stories with you. Hey listeners, I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. It is my interview with my identical twin sister, Stacy Smallwood. Yes, I did say that, identical twins. So who knows, you may have run into her on occasion and thought it was me. I know it's happened to me once or twice in my life. But I am incredibly proud to get to call Stacy my twin. She owns a women's clothing store on King Street named Hamden Clothing. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. In fact, it's been recognized by Vogue and Marie Claire magazines as one of the top boutiques in the country. Hamden has all the edge that you'd expect to deliver, but with a Southern charm that you desire. And it's located on Charleston's historic King Street with about 4,000 square feet of retail space. And you'll get to hear exactly how she made that happen in the upcoming episode. She has opened some recent stores as well. James, her shoe store located next door to Hamden, and then most recently, Small, which is a store located right down the street with more approachable designers, as she puts it. But the biggest thing that Stacey is going to share with you is her approach to fashion is quite different than many others. And she really approaches it from a point of authenticity, And I love hearing exactly how she describes the way that women should get dressed and hopes that people will feel about themselves when they walk into the store. I think it is a level of customer service that is above and beyond. And it definitely has to do with the fact that she has been in business for nearly 13 years. Now, statistically speaking, about 93% of businesses close by the time they've reached their 10th year in business. So clearly, if she's one of the 7% still going, you know that she has to know a thing or two about business. And in fact, she'd probably hate me sharing this, but her business year over year is exploding in growth. And in fact, she's getting ready to open and expand to an additional 3,000 square feet on King Street. So if that gives you any clue as to whether or not she knows a thing or two to share with you and all of our listeners about how to be just one kick-ass businesswoman, you know that it is everything that you want to hear in the next episode. So I can't wait for you to hear all of her tips and her tricks and exactly how she got started in 2007 of all years facing the collapse of the economy in 2008 and taking that time to even face some of her critics and stand up and expand during their terrible economy. So she's going to share all of it with you in a real fun, just 
clear and dynamic interview. I can't wait for you to tune in and be able to hear all she has to say. Hey, listeners. I am so excited for today's episode. This person was top of my list for interviews, and that is my twin sister, Stacy Smallwood. Stacy, I'm so excited you're joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on. I am so honored that you're here right now in the midst of Hurricane Dorian, and you are, in fact, using a hotspot to be able to join us because you have no power. So that is real commitment. Thank you. Fashion never sleeps, right? <laughs> right. I guess so. You're going to share more with us about that. I'm, I'm going to learn a lot, and so will our listeners. So we will just jump right into the episode. I know that you have so much to teach us because you have been in business for, I think, more than 13 years. So give us a little overview of who you are, what you do, and then we'll dive deeper into each aspect of it. Yeah. So February 5th, 2020 will be 13 years. So excited. I opened in February, 2007 at 357 King with just a mere 1400 square feet. And then um, the one good thing that came out of the crash was real estate started opening up. So I moved one block South to my existing space, which is 314 King Street, took advantage of the lower rent prices and paid the exact same amount of rent from the 1,400 square feet to the 2,800 square feet that we have. Then in November 2012, I expanded and opened my shoe store, James. And then in November 2018, I added my new store, Small which is a little smaller space, a lower price point, and um, really has a fun, easy, energetic vibe over there. So James Hamden Small was my our, <laughs> our great-great-grandfather mm-hmm. um, who came from Scotland to Charleston. And um, it's kind of cool that I have his entire name on King Street now. Yes. And so that is King Street in Charleston, South Carolina, just for everyone to just to clarify a little bit. So what is your philosophy around fashion? What really makes this store so unique? Because it has gained press in uh, fashion magazines all over the world, Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, I mean, you name it. What really makes your footprint there so unique? You know, um, one of the coolest things is that Charleston is a town of 500,000 people, but we get 4 million tourists a year. And that is so fun for me because it means new people are constantly coming in the store and finding us and loving what they see. And we stay in touch with them. You know, we do a lot of personal shopping, if you will, where we send out approval boxes to clients all over the country and we make outfits for them. We um, box it all up. We let them try on at home and then they send a bo- the box back. Um, and we just charge them for what they keep. And that is a huge way that we have grown our business and not relied on the typical foot traffic. You know, I'd say it's almost like taking the power back. We, you know, can continually grow and connect with people, even if they don't live in Charleston. So we have clients who shop with us regularly who haven't even been in the store in years. So that's really fun. And part of my philosophy of Hamden is that. I want to make women feel beautiful. I want 
them to express themselves through fashion. You know, Muchi Prada said fashion is instant language. And I really believe that when you're walking down the street, you hold your head a little higher, you stand a little taller, and you can fight, you know, whatever comes your way that day if you feel good, um, you know, in your clothes. And there's something about it when you're getting dressed in the morning and maybe you put on your Lululemon, you know, leggings, tennis shoes, and a t-shirt that's easy to throw on. But I tell you what's even easier is just slip a dress over your head and it'll change your day because you may go see a friend or have a coffee with someone and you're not going to say no to something because, you don't feel good and you're in your workout clothes. You're going to stop by that friend's house and say hello or go to maybe a party because you're already dressed and you're dressed and ready for whatever the world sends your way that day. And I really believe... Oh, I love that. I've actually never heard anybody say that. I've never even heard you say that before. And what an incredible philosophy that is. It's so true that you're more likely to say yes and take on new experiences when you feel good about the way that you look. Absolutely. It's like your suit of armor, you know, you can really, yeah, you know, and it kind of like say one day you're not feeling great. You subconsciously like put on all black or, you know, if you're in a really happy, fun mood, you put on a bright, colorful dress. Like it really is self-expression. And we're in the dressing room with women and their most vulnerable points in their life. Um, maybe they just had breast cancer and like one of my best friends has right now. And they're trying to get dressed with these new boobs. And what does that look like? Or, you know, like how do, what kind of clothes do I wear now? You know, or maybe they just got a divorce and they're wondering, how do I start dating again? You know, those are moments of fear and we help hopefully take that fear away. That is incredible. It is so true. And I haven't thought about fashion in that way, but the experience that you guys that provide that I've been lucky enough to get to experience as well is entirely different because you look at it that way as their partners to make them feel good through those moments. So I I love that you guys do that for so many people. Yeah. And can do that even remotely, no matter where they live too. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my clients lives in Pennsylvania and we just sent her a box, a cool outfit for her, um, 50th birthday. And I, I mean, I was so excited to get her dressed and to have seen the transition because she went from a nasty divorce to feeling like this empowered woman. And I was so excited to be part of that journey. And then we just even had a girl come in who just had a baby and she has shopped with us for 13 years and we got her, she said, every monumental moment in my life, I have worn something from Hamden from my first job interview outfit to my engagement when I, the night I got engaged to my engagement, my rehearsal dinner to my, what is she, you know, my baby shower, wedding events, wedding events, her baby shower, like all these monumental moments. It's really fun, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I mean, very often we are always picking up a new outfit or we want something to make us feel great on those big occasions. And fashion can really do that for you. But I've never honestly made the connection between the two. So I'm really glad that this is part of our discussion too, because, you know, I do hear so many female entrepreneurs say to me, you know, I love what I do, but I'm not changing the world, you know, and they downplay what it is that they do 
and almost, you know, it decreases their confidence a bit because they believe what they're doing doesn't have such a great impact. So do you feel like this, you know, definition of the way that you do business has not only helped your confidence, but helped transform your business too? Yeah, um, for sure. Like there's, I think that there's a million ways that we can choose, which you, which you talk to me about all the time. We can choose to perceive things. And for me, this is my choice. This is my why of like what I get up to do every day. Because if I get up to like sell a dress, then that's not inspiring to me. But if I get up to help a woman feel beautiful, then that makes me passionate and excited. And the enthusiasm is there. And the enthusiasm is contagious. When you love what you do, people want to be around you and people naturally gravitate to you. And I think in fashion, we often have made it this, I don't know, like some mean girl is standing over there and we only sell sizes three, five, and seven. Otherwise try Sears, you know, like from Clueless, you know? (laughs) I'm like, no, that is not what we do. And that's not how we should treat each other either as women. We want to be. Yes. I love that you're talking about the humanity and like redefining it. Yeah. We should be building each other up and supporting each other. So I also, none of my people that work for me are on commission. And I think that that really helps as well because they're not out for the dollar. They don't make another dime whether you buy that dress or not, you know? And that's a philosophy. And and it makes it harder on me to lead them in a conscious way to say, okay, let's connect with these women and see what they're doing. But, you know, I have to inspire my team to want to do it for the same reasons that I want to do it and not for their paycheck. Um, so I think it puts the onus back on me. So but we've been really successful doing it that way. And it's been that way from the beginning. So you just brought up your team, which I'm really glad that you did because I wanted to dive into that. So just so that the listeners know, how many people do you employ currently? Oh my gosh. I I don't know. I think it's like 15 or 17, something like that. I literally, it's like ever changing. We are in a huge growth phase right now. Um, so I just took on a full-time bookkeeper, another e-commerce assistant, like all kinds of roles that um, as a small business owner, there is no roadmap and there is no perfect. And I swear, like, I'm like, well, we need somebody to unpack the boxes. Like, what is the name of that person or that role we need filled? Every day is like, what do we do? And it's exciting. And that can also be a place of fear for a lot of people to be like, what am, what am I supposed to do? Well, guess what? There is no supposed to. You just do it and you figure it out and you see what works. And you know what? We did not hire the right person for that job. But you know what? I let him go. That's okay. And now I know what I do need. You know, I do I know what that role needs because I found out what it what that person wasn't doing right. And and that shifted my idea around it. So it got me where I need to go. I mean, that's such a great philosophy to have around it. What helps you really make that shift? Because, you know, I know a lot of other people, myself included, can have those moments where you make mistakes and then you feel like either that mistake is detrimental or that mistake is some indication that you're you know, headed in the wrong direction. How do you just kind of continue walking forward when you realize you've made a mistake? 
Yeah. And in my business, those mistakes can be super costly. But I do a lot of work on myself. I mean, I am not scared to say like I talk to um, like a life coach every week. And the weeks that I don't need to talk to her are the weeks that I transform myself even more. Um, I'm very dedicated to reading books and you inspire me. I listen to your podcast all the time. And your your one hour class was like the most pivotal thing for me and my business recently because it helped me define what I love most about my business. And I love connecting with clients and dealing with my team is often a, a pain point and difficult to find good people. So expanding to another city I decided was not where I want to go. I want to continue to grow my footprint in Charleston and your, you know, class helped me do that. And so I'm always open to learning. And, um, I think when I am good and solid and feel grounded in who I am, then that's when I can help my team be better at who they are and also lead in a stronger way. And then those things don't bother me as much. They bounce off a little quicker. Than they used to. But believe me, we all make mistakes. So true. Yeah, all of that is so true. Thank you for the little plug for my, she's talking about the webinar that I have online right now. I think it's called the essential shift in your mindset. And it's amazing. I like blown away. (laughs) But I'm so glad that it was really helpful. And it's so nice to hear that, that that was instrumental. But I love what you were saying about you know, making those mistakes and, and moving forward is really attributed to the fact that you were investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always remind people that, you know, the best thing to be able to say to other people is, you know, bless them, change me. And so you can wish someone else the best, but you're never going to be able to change them. So you might as well look at how you can change and improve yourself along the way, because, you know, when we get better, it is amazing how much better everyone else gets. And not to mention when you do that, you take your own power back, right? You get to own the situation and continue to grow. And it sounds like that's exactly what you've done. And it's paid off dividends because if you had asked me even, I mean, I'm your twin sister. If you had asked me how many employees you had, I would have said 10 or 11. Now you're already up to 17, um, which is incredible and and adding more. And it sounds like you have a well-defined vision of where you're headed. So, you know, um, I will, I will say, I will say not, not totally. It's totally, you know, I would say it's like always evolving. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up being a, uh, entrepreneurs, like, okay, I have to know exactly where I'm going and what that's going to look like. And I think I go and I'm just like, that feels good. Let's go there. And then we'll take a right turn and then let's go there. You know, it's, I do. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that quote I say so often, be clear on your intention, but fluid on the how. And so, so you, you know what your intention is. If you wouldn't mind sharing it with us, do you have kind of a clear set intention for your company and yourself? World domination. Um, (laughs) I love it. Always go big, people. Always Uh go big. Um, Actually, Um, and and it's certainly helpful. Yeah. yeah. I want to keep growing and expanding because 
that gets me excited. And often for the people around me, it is like my husband. It is overwhelming because I can see it before they see it. And so they don't always share their enthusiasm of like, do I really need, they said, do I really need to do that? I recently just signed a letter of intent for another 3000 square feet of retail space on King street. And yes, so we're continuing to grow and expand. And, you know, it was interesting not to poo poo men, but every man that I, I told, Oh, I'm expanding. They said, do you really need that? And every woman I told said, that's amazing. You really needed that. Isn't that interesting? Though all the women were forming, that is couldn't see the vision. Yeah. Maybe they under- Yeah. Maybe it has something to do with them not understanding the industry very I much. I totally agree. You know, we really want to give, and a lot of people in the industry talk about this, give the experience, like we were saying, the customer service level, but the experience goes down to the visuals as well. If you walk in the store and it leads you in this direction through this through this emotional journey or this idea, and you can see it almost without us saying it, then that is incredible. And right now, we have grown so much in our sales, but we don't have the physical space for all the inventory we have. So it feels overwhelming. So we're spreading out so that the clients can experience visually the clothes the same way we do. So... Whenever I think of expansion, I'm always talking about it in two different ways. One is that you're going to have that initial expansion, which is you growing outside of that small container that you've established for yourself and saying, I'm going to take potentially the leap into entrepreneurship or I'm going to, you know, start a business. So that's one big expansion. And then the next big expansion is when you do something like you just shared, when you grow to, um, Um, you know, a bigger level and create another space or, you know, you're basically taking your business from, you know, A to B, you know, point A to point B and creating a lot more growth. So how would you advise another entrepreneur who might be sitting at the precipice of one of those growth spots? How would you encourage them to, you know, be able to face all those doubters and keep going when, you know, those growth opportunities can be so hard to walk through? That's such a great question. And I feel like the saying of like, you almost have to have a breakdown in order to have a breakthrough is so true because during the really hard spots is when you grow the most and you're like, why am I here? What am I doing? And those moments are intentional for you to grow and look at yourself and know what you can do. Only you know what you can do. And trust your gut. The gut is tells you like way more than your brain can talk you out of anything and tell you a story that isn't even true. So I know for me in my gut that I want to keep growing. And what does that look like for me? That expansion of more space and spreading out is an exciting adventure. And if it gives you passion, then I say, go for it. Take the leap because you will be sad if you didn't. And that was a real defining thing for me. Somebody said, would you be sad if you didn't get the space? And I was like, yes. And so they go, that's your answer. So 
That was mm-hmm. the answer. And I, as an entrepreneur, that's what we do. We take big risks and we see the vision before a lot of our family, friends, and whoever else can see it. And the way you win big is you go big. So I would definitely say, go for it. You got this and keep doing the work around you because that, that fear and that hesitancy is coming from inside you and you can, you can change you. Like you said. Mm, I love that. You know, that brings up the point of, you know, your life coach. And this is what I talk about what business coaches do very often to support entrepreneurs. And this is certainly not a plug for myself in any way, but just merely saying that if you're one of the people struggling with that growth opportunity, you know, the reason why life coaches or business coaches, et cetera, exist is that we do not have a stake in the outcome, meaning that if you want to expand, you know, it's not going to force us individually to change. Whereas very often it will force the dynamic between you and your family or you and your husband or you and your kids to potentially change because of the time commitment or the, you know, inability to make it home for dinner a couple of nights while you grow. And so it's nice to have someone be able to walk you through the process of that growth that has no stake in the outcome of your decisions so that we're not clouded in any way by our own stake in the outcome. And people just can't help but be influenced, you know, by their own, you know, subconscious outcome that they perceive will happen. Don't you agree? I totally agree. I think that working with someone allows the clarity from within to to come out and not having someone who has a stake in the game is is great. Bouncing ideas and off of someone and getting that enthusiasm and feeling like someone else believes in you. That it's great. It's priceless. Absolutely. So I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this podcast want to hear just a little bit about the struggles that you faced along the way, because I never want to paint a rosy picture, right? We're talking about expansion and growth and all of the amazing things that have happened as a result of it. But can you share a couple of the maybe missteps or failures you experienced along the way? Because those are such amazing, uh, learning opportunities for, you know, everyone else. Mm -hmm. 2008 was obviously a very tough year. The end of 2008 was the like crash and we had not established our clientele yet. We'd only been open like a year and a half and we were still young and it's really tough. So we didn't really have the clients to call on yet. We didn't have those approval boxes sending out. So that was really tough to even say, is this worth it? Do I believe in myself? And even my dad and my husband both thought I was nuts taking over the um, big space that I'm in now. Talk about a leap of faith. And what I had done was watch the foot patterns on foot traffic patterns on King Street and seeing that too many people were not coming down to the block that I was in. It just wasn't happening. And I felt if I could move one block south that it would help my business. And of course, my husband and father were like, that's crazy. It's not going to affect your business. It's too big. 
And I said, I know it's going to help. I know it'll make a difference. And when we moved, we doubled our business in one year. And that was really such a key to my success. There is no way I could be here today without that move. And, you know, getting the lines that I have now, and that's one thing people don't know about the fashion industry. It's not like you can just open and be like, Hey, I'd like to carry Stella McCartney. They're like, well, who are you? What have you done? What do you have? What background do you have? Like how much money do you have? So it was something I built up with those relationships over the years and continually knocking on doors and putting myself out there and saying, this is what I want. I believe we have the customer for it. I believe that we can sell it. And believe me, there's lots of lines that I picked up before that have not done well. And I had to not carry them again. And that cost me a lot of money to not sell it at regular price. So when I don't sell things at regular price, this is another misconception about fashion that they think that when we have it on sale, that we're still making money and we don't. We only, if a shirt is $100 and it costs me $50, that other $50 is what I use to pay my employees, my rent, my electric bill, you know, all these expenses that I have to run the business. And so when we're just making the cost, all I'm doing is paying for the garment. And so it is a very tight, stressful business, tight margin. And um, we have to turn our inventory over in a mere six months. So it's like starting a new business every six months. You know, if you owned a gym, then you would go buy the fitness equipment and then you, with the money you make, you pay that off. And then everything else is gravy. Well, not in fashion. It's very stressful. So, wow. Even hearing that now, it's stressing me out the pressure that you have to face on a regular basis. Yeah. And there's been so many employees where I went wrong and I've had a bookkeeper write a check to herself. I mean, I've had people steal from me. I mean, all you name it and I have seen it. It has happened. And those hurdles, that's when it's hard to not think, to think clearly and think, is this about me? Or even I've had people walk out on me. I mean, I'll read my text messages and I mean, just awful stuff. And you think it's you and it's not, it's not about you. It's about them and their journey and where they are in life right now. And that's one of the hardest lessons to learn, but it goes back to that work. The work we do on ourselves is so vital to the success of your business. Gosh, so beautifully said. I mean, those all sound like really tough challenges. And (laughs) having been your sister and seen you walk through them, they were tough challenges. And yet here you stand today, just confident, enthusiastic, like, and still loving what you do, which is absolutely remarkable. Truly. And thank you. That's so nice. And it means the most coming from you. I swear, you know, you got to listen to the people like who are in your arena, who are in your arena. (laughs) At yep. the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, There's okay. our twin moment for everyone. Yeah, there's a twin moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and not listen to the other people because they it doesn't matter. You can't listen to them. So true. So if you had to give, you know, anyone, because this 
this uh, episode really has been to me so much about, you know, how to maintain confidence in tough times, right? And how to keep going as an entrepreneur facing those tough times and come out the other side with success. I think you paint such a beautiful picture for all, you know, any entrepreneur out there that's struggling right now to know that it gets better and that they will ride through the storm, (laughs) both literally as you're in the hurricane right now and figuratively and make it to the other side of this. So, you know, what's kind of one last really bit of inspiration or tip that you can leave them with that can help them stay confident and ride through that storm? I have a new mantra about hiring people, and that is hire people who are humble, hungry, and smart. And if they're not, then they're not going to fit in with your core values and with your team. And don't hang on. So don't hang on to those people who don't believe in your same values. Let them go. Let them go on their journey because what you're doing is important. No matter what you're doing, it is important because it's important to you. And letting the people go that maybe are pretty good at their job, but they're not humble, they don't treat other people right, then it's too, it's too important to keep that toxic energy um, around you. It, it, you don't even realize that it's there until, it, until you've let them go and it's gone. And it's like a weight has been lifted. So don't apologize for who you are and what you want to your team and think that you can't live without anyone. There's been so many people over the years who left Hamden and we're like, uh, well, good luck. You know, I was Hamden. I do everything. And I was always like, you know what, honey, I am Hamden. And so <laughs> your business will survive because you are there. And so no one else is more vital, important than you are. What a beautiful sentiment to give any entrepreneur because, you know, too often we do, we lean over and we give part of ourselves away. And so, you know, what this reminds me a lot of is that, and I talk about this in the book, is that analogy of the crystal glass. You know, you can fill it with water and then when other people are around you and they want something from you, the way that people very often give to them is they tip over their glass of water and they pour some out to give what they have to other people. And when you allow employees to stay around that don't believe what you believe, then it chips away at you and it takes away some of your water. But there is another way to do it. You can stay strong. And if you just simply poured the water into yourself and continued to pour the water into yourself, the water would reach the people as well, right? So there was never any need for you to tip yourself over and pour yourself out, which would only result in you being empty. But if you were to stand strong and allow yourself to continue to be filled, what you have will overflow and reach them still. Mm -hmm. And so that is a way to continue going with you both being fulfilled and them being fulfilled. It is not an either or choice, 
but I could sit and talk about that all day. So you guys will have to hear more about that in, in the book coming up soon. But it is certainly something I'm very passionate about. And, and that is that we don't have to leave ourselves as entrepreneurs empty. So I love that that's the sentiment that, that you're voicing as well. Absolutely. And I love that visual. I'm so visual. And thinking about that glass, I often say, I have nothing left to give. And that is the moment you don't want to get there. So I'd love your idea. Absolutely. Well, Stacy, my sister, my well-accomplished, amazing, inspiring sister, if you have not checked out Hamden Clothing, you are missing out, people. If you have ever seen me on Instagram, I can assure you every single outfit you see on there is always from Hamden Clothing. So if they want to get in touch with you, shop with you, Mm -hmm. tell them how they can do that. Yes. Please follow us on Instagram. It's Hamden Clothing and it's H-A-M-P-D-E-N Clothing. And we also have Small by Hamden is our other Instagram for small. And then every single piece in the store is on our website, hamdenclothing.com. Message me on Instagram or send me an email. It's stacy at hamdenclothing.com. S-T-A-C-Y. Shoot me an email. Awesome. And... Yeah, I will make sure to put all of that in the show notes as well so that you have the link to her website and Instagram as well so you can access it there. But thank you for sharing your wisdom of 13 years of amazing entrepreneurship. What you have grown and built is something remarkable. The next time you are in Charleston, listener, make sure that you go and visit. And if you have a special event coming up, I am telling you, clearly you want these people dressing you for it because they will make you feel even that much more special. So thank you for joining us, Stacey. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Thanks so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember, you can always find out more about me by visiting sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com. I hope you've gotten a lot out of this episode and there's even more content on my website to support you, including a link to my weekly email filled with tons of business tips to help make your business bigger, bolder, and more successful. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or however you're listening. And if you've enjoyed listening, please leave us a review. We'll be back next time with another empowering story of someone dreaming beyond the American dream. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.